Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be? A master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Today you have myself, James Nopum, with Tim Mazarin and Bob McGee. And I'm sure we'll have a couple other guys jump in here in a minute. And today we're going to talk to Kendall Jones, who's come to fame for, uh, I think she was 14 and shot the Big Five in Africa. And she's all over the Outdoor Channel, so she's got a pretty good following on Instagram. So we're going to have a talk with her and see how she's doing. So, Kendall, tell us what's going on for you this year. You got any big hunts in store this year? Yes, this is actually a big year for me. Um, I just graduated college back in May. So, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I was a cheerleader, so my falls were kind of all booked up, so I only got to go hunting just a few times. So this year is going to be a big year. I have a ton of hunts planned. Awesome. That's exciting. What? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the stuff you're already doing in the industry for people who don't know, like what you're up to. I know you got tons of stuff going on. Yeah, um, I just, I'm a brand ambassador for the outdoor industry, and my main goals are to get young kids and females into the outdoors. I was kind of blasted on social media three years ago. It doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah, three years ago, and it kind of gave me a platform to be able to um, have a voice in the outdoor industry, so... Uh, that's kind of my plan right now is to get young females and, uh, I mean, young kids in general and females in the outdoors and just have a positive light on hunting. Right now, I'm only on social media. I have no plans to do a TV show, but I do want to do a YouTube channel. So that's kind of in the works, and that is what I'm working on right now. Cool. So so we noticed in, back in the day, which probably wasn't too long ago for you. You you shot the big five in Africa at yes. age four, by age 14. That's pretty impressive. Yes, I started it at age 13, finished it by the time I was 14, and did it again when I was 19. So what was that experience like? I, none of us have been to Africa, and that's one thing we got to check off our bucket list. But. <laughs> it's amazing over there. I love it. Um, I would move over there if I could. <laughs> just a different way of life over there and the hunting is so different and if you haven't been it's hard to grasp and that's why there's a lot of hate on it yeah but um 
I mean, that's their life over there. You know, like some of those animals are just like whitetails to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what people, that's what people don't understand. Yeah, definitely. They're not, you know, compared to, and yeah, you're absolutely right though. People like a, a rhino or anything like that is completely different uh, to them than it is to us. Hey, real quick. I noticed you're shooting AP archery. Is that something you use all the time? Yes, um, I just started using it. I got it about two months ago, I think, and I started using it, and I'm really excited to get out this season, and hopefully, I will get a big buck with it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we. Know. I haven't, I haven't actually been hunting with a bow very long. Like I said, I my falls were booked up like with cheer in school, so I haven't had really had the time to go out and be able to scout and have like a week to actually get a good bow hunt in, mm-hmm. and this year i'll be able to finally do that that's awesome yeah i, I actually know nibel pretty well over there apa and uh we, when we started doing the test lab a few years back on boulder planet uh apa um was always a part of that and one of the things that's cool about the apa bows that i've always liked is that number one they're supposed to look like different kinds of snakes so like they have fangs mm-hmm. and different things built into them if you're really particular and look at it you'll see in the cam they have different things like uh um uh, uh, serpent teeth and things mm-hmm. it's really cool so i was like man that's sweet but they got that nice fang on the top which is really cool and the tool belt built into it in the riser yeah um how you can take like the strings out and they have like that tool that you can put in you don't have Lock to have out. a big machine yeah, yeah. very cool yeah that was, that's super cool that's an interesting concept to be able to do that you know yeah. really with a compound bow if you think yeah. about it over the years yeah doing that i haven't even noticed the snake detail that you said i'm gonna have to look at it i know mm-hmm. mine's called a viper Oh and yeah, yeah. realize that <laughs> it had to do with snakes, so I don't have to look at mine. Yeah, it's very detailed. If you look good, uh, Nibel did a great job of yeah. detailing his bows. And uh, super out of fast, Canada, dude. Canadian, very good bows. Um, they're pretty much the big the big bow manufacturer in Canada. Yeah, yeah they're wanting. They're really wanting to hit the U.S. market. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't had a big push in the U.S. market, but I think that that is their main goal now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. One other thing that I really like is they're super light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they had, we had that Viper Air a oh, few man. years ago, and that thing was amazing. Mm-hmm. Super Yeah, I, I have the Viper. Maybe clocked so. it at like 350 or something. It was really fast. Too, yeah. yeah, I remember it had it kept the speeds that he was he was saying it would, yeah. and it was interesting. But uh, Yeah, that's great. What, what Tell us about more about your gear. What else you, besides the bow, you, what kind of sight you shooting and all that? Um, I have a black gold sight. And right now I'm using the Eva Shockey True Fire Release. Nice. And Victory Archery Arrows. Very cool. What kind of broadhead? I don't have a broadhead yet. We are actually in the works of looking for one. Cool. But, yeah, so hopefully I will find one that I like and I can get some good use out of it. Because I know I'm I'm determined to get a buck down with my bow this year. So So now when you were um, at college and – I didn't see. What college did you go to? I didn't see that on here. Texas Tech. Okay, cool. When you were there, um, did you get a lot of chance to hunt in between, like, uh, classes and stuff? or? You know, I did hunt up there a little bit, not too much. It was kind of hard for me to find um, land out there. And it was also hard to find time yeah. <laughs> because I was a full-time student taking 12 to 15 hours a semester as well as being a cheerleader which took up oh like all my spare time oh, and sure. then i also i also wanted to keep a social life experience college because hunting is always going to be there you know you're only in your young 20s once yeah i remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Duh, it's so funny. 
and it seriously goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, in this room we uh, we all went to like uh, schools in Michigan, and uh, Nopum, on the other hand, went to Western Michigan, which was yeah. not. I mean, Tim went to Central it's Michigan. It's not really so a school. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a fight. It's, <laughs> it's kind of different because our school was accredited, and yours guys really oh, wasn't. Oh, that's. Yeah, did, you guys, did you guys start? <laughs> did you guys start the medical program or no? I, I don't think you. I think. I think, I think it was ours. I don't know. I just. Man. There's no bigger fight than Texas rivalries, though. Oh, we know. <laughs> Except, like, everyone hates A&M. And if you are an A&M fan, then you're diehard A&M. So, where, where are you from? I'm from the Fort Worth area. Okay. Um, I'm, like, 30 minutes south of Fort Worth. I grew up in Cleveland, and now I live in Burleson. That's where you do a lot of your hunting now, too, is in Texas, or do you go to other places? You know, I'm this year I have a bunch of hunts planned all over. All I'm actually going to Florida next week to do a gator hunt. I have a hunt in Kansas for a white Oklahoma for a white tail. I'm going to Sonora for a deer. Um, hmm, I oh I have an Audad hunt in Texas and a pronghorn hunt in Texas. Very cool. And I'm sure I'm missing out on a few, but. Those are just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, most of those, are you doing uh, guns or bows on most of those? Um, I'm going to try to do a little bit of everything. You know, I'm with CBA, so I will do muzzleloader. I've never shot a muzzleloader before, so I'm going to um, be learning how to do that and then going on a hunt with it. And that's kind of what my YouTube channel is going to be geared towards, too, is educational, because a lot of people think I just know everything to do with the outdoors and in reality i don't <laughs> and so um i am going to be doing some videos like educational videos as i'm learning try to teach the viewers as well and then be able to use it that's exciting uh, that's great i think that's yeah. one thing we, we definitely try to do here at bowhunter too is is bring the knowledge to the people but also bring the kids up in it too because that, that's the next generation of hunter for sure so oh for sure what, and um, it's dying out and it's after, yeah, absolutely so how, how did you get into it I'm, I'm assuming it's family but what, what got you yeah. into hunting and what keeps you going my dad um he got me into hunting whenever i was younger and then i had just hunted with him ever since and i just kind of fell in love with it what was your what was your first hunt <laughs> the white rhino whenever i was 13 well, that was your first time <laughs> i know that's a that joke right kind of funny i i kind of hesitate to tell people that but um i started from the top and i'm kind of working my way back down whenever i was eight my dad took me to africa for the first time and he was like do you want to go hunt and i was like eh, i don't really know how i feel about that i don't want to shoot guns so we he, i was like i'll just go over there and watch so I went over there and I was like, oh my gosh, let me do this. Because I watched him and he was like, Kendall, you said you didn't want to, so I didn't bring your gun. And I was so devastated. He was like, don't worry, we will come back. We will come back and I will let you hunt and you're going to shoot the big five. I was like, okay. And so um, since I was eight, I knew that I was going to go back to Africa and I always wanted to be the best at everything. So I was like, you know what? I want my first animal to be something to remember. Yeah, and it definitely was. Was it, uh, was it scary at all? How, oh, well, yeah, first, was, how old were you? I was 13. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I was scared out of my mind, and I was shooting a 416, and I was just a small little thing back then. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big uh, pretty big gun there for for a 13 yeah. year old, but that's pretty cool. So, so what? Your, uh, your dad took you on these hunts? 
Yeah, so I hunted with my dad most of the time. Gotcha. Hold on one second here. Um, where's Kevin? Okay. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was getting my father a lot of crap because he, he's like retired and he, he can travel anywhere he wants. I'm like, hey, look where are you taking me? <laughs> he, gave, he gave you his daughter, buddy. I think. Okay, that's fine. Enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, out of, out of, you, you've done. I mean, you've done quite a variety of hunting. What, what's been your favorite one? Um, what's been my favorite hunt or like, what's my favorite animal to hunt? Sure. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my favorite hunt has been my leopard whenever I was 19. It was the hardest hunt I've ever done and it was the most rewarding. So that has been my favorite hunt, but my favorite animal to hunt is turkey. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It's huh. fun. Um, I like that they kind of respond back to you. Spring turkey, I guess. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Uh, do you do um, spot and stock with that, or are you more like are you just ground blind, or what are you doing on that? Nor um, how I've shot my lot. One I shot in a ground blind, and then the second one I shot just sitting under a tree, calling them in. Very cool. That's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Did you, so you were just recently, were you just in Wisconsin recently for one of the shows? Yes, two weeks ago. Okay, that's why I was, because Bud Fisher sent me a text that he's having dinner with you. (laughs) Yeah. told you to do the podcast. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I wish you could come in for it, because it was so funny to have Bud here. Like, it was seriously hilarious having those guys. And we made, like, bear chili. It was all, it was the funny part was this Canadian bear. So I was like, oh, look, I brought you some, we got bear from Yeah, they're good guys. They're funny. (laughs) So funny. It's really funny, because. Uh, Ryan on their team. I actually worked for with Ryan in Excalibur a couple years before, and I didn't know that he was on that team. So it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, that's you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a world. This is a small that's world. funny. But uh, what did you study in school? I, I forgot to ask that earlier. Sorry. I was a mark uh, business marketing major. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. And did you like doing that in school, or did you find it kind of boring, or? Uh, I liked it. It, de- it was definitely my niche, but it was boring. It was a lot of just reading and memorizing and book work. Yeah. I'm more of a math person. I like to kind of figure things out, but marketing I thought would benefit me more. Did your Did your parents do anything in that realm, like in, in business, like marketing, that kind of led you to want to get into that or no? Um, my parents were entrepreneurs, so um, oh, gotcha. they had. So yes, my... <laughs> they've done it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's cool. Yeah. So, so we know we know you've dealt with a lot of negativity and a lot of anti hunters. How do you deal with them? You know, we hear it a uh, lot. You know, on our end as well. But I, it seems like you've been hammered quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of people are surprised at my response, but honestly, I just ignore them. Like, it does not phase me at all. Like, I know it phases, like, a lot of girls, and a lot of girls get hurt over it and are upset. But honestly, like, it doesn't bother me at all, and I would rather them hate on me than someone that couldn't handle it. Yeah, true. I just brush it off. I mean, my thought process on it is someone saying stuff to me like they do says more about who they are than the person I am. True. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's really important the kind of stuff like you're doing and, and other ladies too. We've talked to a lot of ladies on the show, and, and one of the things we emphasize and try to is that you know it, it's it's really important for women to hunt. I think and show that more today in today's society 
to help grow the sport, but also to, to influence other women to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and it, let their husbands do it. And let their husbands do more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, in all seriousness, the sport has really dropped dramatically. And, we, you know, our, our one of our biggest goals has been to try to get more kids involved, get more women hunting as best we can. And we yeah. wanted to do this podcast, honestly, as part of that realm to try to try to drive people to listen and understand that if we don't do something now, we won't have kids shooting bows in five, mm-hmm. ten years. I mean, yeah. I don't know any kids that shoot bows in my, my son's school that I know of. Like, and, mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable how much it's yeah, changed. Yeah, it's very you know? rare. And it's getting to that point where the industry's hurting from that. Like, bow sales are down. Everything's down. And that's not good because they can't stick around, you know. And then what's going to happen, right? You have, like, maybe one bow company here. You know what I mean? That So yeah. things start to slowly fade away. And I think this is interesting time right now in the market, in the industry, to me, because... Um, a lot of the companies are moving away from the traditional TV shows and moving into, um, you know, working with people like yourself and where, where they're getting, you know, the exposure easier and faster than they were before. So it's important to have like people like yourself doing this because obviously people aren't always watching TV. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, there's no yeah. way around it. Yeah. I don't sit there and watch hunting shows all day, you know, but I do surf the net. I do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I check out what's going on. Mm-hmm. so... Good job. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> a different. No, it is, but it's a different generation. I think growing up too. I mean, I don't want to equate it to millennials because I don't think that's the point. I think you know, there's a generation that that in a way kind of failed the kids, and that's what we're trying to do. Is, Bob. is well, and that, and I don't. And, and we're, <laughs> turned out they absolutely fine yeah all of us sitting at the table here we all have kids um you know and, and i think that's our primary goal is is to bring them up right and i think being outdoors and being part of the outdoors is a huge part of that so we we do salute you for for kind of waving that flag for the industry so and you're always gonna get yeah. the negativity so it's just yeah. the point is who cares what people think it's just the whole concept you just keep rolling yeah and i think i think a big part of it where we all kind of lack is educating people on it Mm -hmm. educating why we hunt what it does like Mm -hmm. what conservation is and i think the more positive note on that will introduce more people into the outdoors i think a lot of people see it as killing and not conservation i think that's yeah well i I was gonna say the the for me um and i've been doing this for a while when bhp started you know it was from those past history moments with my friends, honey, and I really wanted to bring into it. And the one thing that needs to happen in this industry that's starting to happen a little bit and slowly is we have to work together. I mean, that there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Bow companies yeah. have to have to work together, even though they don't, I know all of them and they, they don't talk to each other at all. And I understand their competitors, but the problem is this is a different industry. People like yourself coming on this show is working together. That's my point. We have yeah. to do that more in different ways. Whether it's you say to us, hey, I'm doing this thing. Can you share it for us? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have to pay me? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Because this is the kind of stuff we need to share. Well, if you're doing something that's kid involved that you you know know is going to help kids, then yeah, it needs to be shared, right? Yeah. I mean, well, if you don't, if you don't work together to raise up the next generation, there isn't going to be a next generation and there isn't going to be any, any industry left. No, it's just going to be nothing. I think where the industry lacks as well is we aren't together. Like, hunters aren't united. I mean, the antis, they just hate it all, and they all disagree with it. But hunters ripping other hunters because of the mm-hmm. way they hunt. Sure. You have your bow hunters. You have – or even, like, recurve versus compound. You yeah. have your mm-hmm. recurve Com- thing that you Yeah, you see that all the time. Versus your crossbow versus your gun versus your muzzleloader versus, like, there's so many – different like 
groups of hunting, I guess. You have your people that hunt over a cornfield that hate on the people that hunt over a feeder. I'm like, you have the, we would rather hunt on your cornfield yeah, than over our feeder, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, give us your cornfield. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think as a hunting community as a whole, whether you agree with the way they hunt or not, as long as it's legal yep, yep, and for sure. ethical, I think we need a band together. Who cares if you're shooting a recurve in a compound? Like, mm-hmm. congrats, you are mm-hmm. both like doing something hard, you know, like you're yeah. both hunting for the animal. And whenever you harvest something, it's still a reward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you couldn't say it any better. I mean, it's just a constant battle and i i i for one if you know people say stuff i'm just like dude who cares you know it doesn't matter if they want to shoot yeah. if they want to shoot a button buck shoot a button buck i'm not going to get in the way i don't i wouldn't do it but that's me right i mean but it's legal and they can do it so and and you don't know like what situation they're in maybe they have no food and that's like what they need you know yeah well i think that you it, it, absolutely that's a big one for sure like people up in the upper peninsula of michigan they don't have a lot of money they don't have they they shoot deer to eat the deer i mean it's not like a yeah. simple oh it, and people like oh they shot that little doe or whatever it is it doesn't matter what it is you know like, they want their meat. meat and the other problem people don't realize is listen i paid for my tag i bought a michigan tag and i want to use it whether i shoot a little doe or not i want meat in my freezer and i'm not walking yeah. away you know <laughs> so i'm like hey you know i mean but anyway yeah so it's just interesting, and you're right, though. There's a big disconnect with hunters inside the industry alone, not even just the industry, hunters in general, that, yeah. you know, they keep fighting uh, amongst ourselves about yeah. things like crossbows and the new air bow from Crossman. Yeah. Tons of negativity about a stupid bow that shoots air. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. What does it matter what weapon you use? I just yeah. don't really get that part. I'm like, okay, Figure fine. out a season to shoot it. Until, until. Until hunters bring up other hunters, the antis are going to win. Like, if you have hunters hating on hunters, like, the antis are smiling. So, like, all we're doing is helping them, whether you agree with it or not. Like, if you don't agree with it, just don't say anything, you know? Right. Like, just keep your mouth shut. I always equate it to the the squeaky wheel, you know, gets the grease is because the anti-hunters are vocal, and, and we're sitting here... You know, not in you know, not working together, not have one, not having one voice, and that just makes us like a lot less of a voice out in that industry. So that that's yeah. I think that's absolutely it. I think that that's what hunters really need to understand is just bring positive to other hunters, and if you don't agree with it, just don't say anything. Absolutely. So Kendall, it seems like you you've really met a lot of cool people. I'm seeing a, a Bill and Tyler Jordan on here. Uh, tons of great people on your Instagram. That's really exciting. Is there anybody yeah. you met that you couldn't believe you actually met? Like the president or anything cool? <laughs> um, well, actually, Donald Trump was at the, or the SCI, the SHOT Show in 2016. I didn't meet him, but I got cool. to watch him speak. So I thought that was pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Very exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see all the travels you've done. There's so many cool different pictures on here. Who does the pictures for you guys? Do you do you, you have a, somebody who follows you around, or do you guys have just like one person, or for what? Uh, just in general, you got like a lot of different picture pictures on your. I, I talk about more of the professional looking ones that are done, you know. Yeah, um, those are some of my friends that are just like really good on the camera. My friend Jessica, her husband Christian, with the Outsiders TV, they um, took some of my most recent ones. Brad Clay with Final Descent Outdoors has helped me a lot. And um, so they just kind of have taken pictures for me. A lot of them are on the iPhone, too, just taken. Yeah, that's cool. I, the one you have on here, it's uh, 
reminiscent duck season i think it's called it's so sweet that one's done really well which one is that it's, one it might be kind of far back now uh it says uh reminisce on duck season but it's got you in the middle and there's like a couple hunters blurred out all around you in a duck oh line. yeah that was james trainwick with atonement entertainment or no sick. first light productions yeah he's really talented he's the one that was good when i skipped this video yeah, He's really with You Do Outdoors. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know You Do. We had him on. Yeah, here. we had them on. Yeah, like a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, James Treywick. So what's going on with these T-shirts? Is this are, are those uh, sayings you came up with or the like, like, yeah, cooked on your... Yes, those are the one I came up with. Those that's my boutique line, and oh. I'm actually selling out of all of those, <laughs> and I'm about to start a new one, like wow, get a whole cool. new lineup in. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of graphic tees out there, but there's none that's really geared towards the outdoors, so that's kind of why I made these. Where can people go to look at that? They are on my website right now, www.dkindlejones.com. So um, I only actually, I have like very limited quantities left, so I'm actually in the middle of designing my other ones right now. Very cool. Awesome. All right, Kendall. Well, hey, you know, thanks for being on with us. We appreciate it. There's a lot of great stuff. Um, and I, you already said the website, so people can go there, check you out, learn about the good things you're doing here and getting women outdoors and kids. And, uh, hey, um, always welcome here in Michigan. If you're ever up here, let us know. And, uh, again, anything you're doing that's going to help the industry, let us know. We'd love to be a part of sharing or helping any way we can. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Everyone has moments in their life where they need help. Real help from a real person. A true human connection. Tell Me What Happened, an original podcast created by OnStar, is a new series that tells stories of those exact moments. Every episode features a person needing assistance and a stranger stepping up to provide it. They are stories that will leave your heart racing and your spirit lifted. Join me for Tell Me What Happened, true stories of people helping people.